Into the Light is a podcast sponsored by the Universal Hager Spiritual Church Association. The views and opinions expressed by each individual speaker does not necessarily reflect the beliefs and opinions of the Universal Hager's Spiritual Church Association. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is uh, Double H and I'm here with. Hey, KB's here. And we want to thank you once again for joining us on another episode of Align to the Light. Uh, we can't do this well without you. We certainly could do it, but it wouldn't be as uh, fun and as exciting uh, without our listeners. So I want to thank you once again for participating and engaging with us. And so for tonight's topic, uh, and, or maybe today, depending on what time you're listening to it, uh, is serving God in spirit and in truth. Um, though for those who are Bible scholars, uh, it comes from John fourth chapter and twenty fourth verse. Uh, but it's something that people often say or hear um, when they are on the spiritual journey. Um, that you know they are encouraged to serve God in spirit and truth, or they may quote that verse and saying, "Well, God is a spirit, and those that worship Him must." you know, worship him in spirit and truth. And so felt like uh, it would be a great discussion uh, for KB and I to talk about what does that mean to us and how can we apply that? And you know, maybe as our listeners think about it and listen to it, they may uh, open some uh, ideas in their minds more so about how they are using that or when they hear it, what goes off and how they can apply that. So KB, I'll turn it over. Yeah, so hello everyone. But um yeah, th- this is a uh, one of the sayings as you mentioned that I've kind of been hearing my whole life. Um to the point it's almost one of those things where you kind of hear it and you don't even think about it anymore. Um but you know in general when I think about it or, or when it's used, I think of um, serving God or whatever um, entity positive, hopefully, <laughs> that you may uh, subscribe to or worship. Uh, I, I think of doing that uh, in a way that's uh, true to you or heartfelt, I should say, um, meaning coming from the heart. Um, uh, but I mean, when I was, uh, faced with this topic today, I started thinking about it a little bit more. It's funny how sometimes you just go about your daily life and not really think about things, especially if you've heard them from childhood. But, um, you know, I was thinking that it really depends on what your truth is. When we say mm-hmm. worshiping God and spirit and truth, what is your truth? Because when you look back through history um, in earlier times, you know, that may have looked like giving sacrifices of uh, animals or food or even Mm -hmm. unfortunately humans in some instances, but that's what that worship looked like. And then, you know, um, then it may have progressed to worshiping idols and then progressed uh, to different phases throughout um, history. You know, and I feel like in the um, recent past, worshiping God and spirit meant coming to church every Sunday, 
Um, now I think it's taken on a different meaning of I can have God in my heart and, you know, have that reverence for God by doing a Google search, <laughs> you know, um, and, and learning that way. So I think it it's relevant to the times and it's relevant to what your truth is um, at that time. Okay. Listen, I think that's a, that's a very interesting and uh, unique way to describe it. Uh, because as you said, right. Um, philosophy and uh, doctrines are, are, definitely relevant to the times they were created or the time they're popular. Uh, and so when you think about that phrase, um, worship and God and spirit and truth, as you said, right? Some, some took that to uh, the forms of sacrifice and some will even say today, right? They are making their own personal sacrifice, uh, whether that's through fasting, uh, whether that's through abstaining from certain things, uh, whether that's uh, being mindful of what they say and how they behave, um, you know, those all may be different forms of sacrifice uh, that, you know, others who in, in earlier times took that from a very literal standpoint and said, I need to sacrifice an animal um, or use the blood of a chicken or a bull um, to, you know, to receive the praises. And, you know, for me, when I think, when I hear that phrase, I think uh, on the concept of in spirit and in truth, right? And so uh, for me, when I hear in spirit, I think about, yes, certainly in thought, right? Um, from a spiritual perspective, oftentimes um, to think of a thing as a prophecy of its fulfillment, that's a, a common definition. And oftentimes when you hear in spirit, um, it is often, uh, described as in thought or how you think. And so when I hear that serving God and spirit and truth, I, I think both how you serve he, she, or it, right? Um, how you serve that in your thought, your way of thinking, but also in truth as, and I, I liked how you described it, right? What you physically are doing. Um, and so, I, you know, for me, I, I, also, I often challenge myself right, to say, okay, you are serving God, um, that's great, but how, right? Are you just thinking about good things? Okay, that may be the spirit side, but what are you doing in truth, right? Are you, can you honestly say you have found a way to uplift someone or help someone? Have you uh, identified something that you do well and found a way to apply that to help the greater good. Because again, I think when I hear, when I think about it from that perspective, then at least for me, it forces me to say, okay, you, you can do better, right? There's, there's more that you can do. Um, the fact that you think about, you know, God, the universe, um, that's great. That's wonderful. But People, people can be doing horrible things and they say, oh, well, but I thought about a good stuff. <laughs> I was, uh, while I was, while I was about to rob a bank, I was thinking this is really good if I had the money, right? <laughs> Instead of saying, okay, I, what was the right thing to do and how did I apply it well? So for me, that's, that's uh, the two steps 
that I certainly think about now. And I'll be honest, I was not, that's not something that I thought about when I was a kid. Like you, I heard certain kind of spirit truth. Okay, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, but as I've grown, I started to think about it slightly differently um, to say, okay, what am I doing from a very practical standpoint that I'm, that I can, that I can confidently say, okay, I am, I am working towards serving the spirit. So, yeah. So, you know, it's interesting when I think, um, that I was dwelling kind of on that word spirit, like what does it mean? Like in spirit, I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of touched on the, the truth part of it, but the thought came to me that, you know, a break from, uh, a physical, mm-hmm. a physical, like where it seems like as humans, it's human nature. We try to personify everything right. and some things are, I, I believe, you know, greater than, personification of what you know most humans can perceive that makes any sense but trying to get out of this notion that god is somewhere and uh kind of changing your thoughts to god is everywhere so by servants in spirit to me means getting rid of oh god is only in the church you know i can only worship god in the church i can only worship god in in places that are um dedicated to worship or to spirituality or to, you know, whatever, um, higher enlightenment. But I think, uh, part of that in spirit means kind of getting out of that notion of a physical place. And even, um, I guess for the Bible scholars out there, I'm not a Bible scholar, but I did read a little bit of the chapter. Um, but you know, Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman and, um, kind of in the conversation, it came up of, Hey, you know, well, you're a Jew. You, you say that we have to worship God in Jerusalem. And he said, well, hey, there's going to be a time that you're not going to worship God in Jerusalem or on this mountain. So I think he was even, even back in, you know, according to the verses in the Bible, trying to break that cycle of God is in a place and more of, you know, God is every place. Yeah, that's that's um that's a very solid analogy. And what I think is very enlightening about that is um as you start to apply that, I still think there's value going to uh, a church or a mosque or uh, a synagogue. But when you go now if you apply that same logic you just described, you're not going there for God to meet you. You're going there because you know God dwells within you and as well as, you know, everyone else there. Again, if you take this ubiquitous uh, concept and so you are, uh, for lack of better term, um, being embraced by the spirit of God. Right. So it's almost like when you are having a family reunion. Right. And you really are are united with your family that you want to be around. Not not those who you hate, not the not the drunk uncle or or the horrible cousin or the aunt that tell everybody secrets. Not that one. Right. (laughs) But the but the the good good reunion where everybody, you know, does the electric slide and they have the good cakes and and everybody kind of laughs that reunion. Right. And so. Um, when you take that approach, 
you may say, listen, I'm I'm coming to um, my place, whether that's your um, your temple, your synagogue, your uh, your mosque, your uh, worship center. Um, but I am here to bond, not I'm here because I'm looking at this as the only place. Right. I'm here to bond and to strengthen and to uplift others who may be in their uh, individual journeys, just like me. Um, and, and but you're right. I think when Jesus you know, was giving that message to the Samaritan woman, it was to help her. Uh, I think, conceptualize this idea. What if. The spirit of God was bigger than what you called your individual faith, right? Because what if it was bigger than that? What if it was bigger than a mountain? What if it was bigger than this individual well? Would you be comfortable with that, right? Would you be comfortable saying, oh, wow, um, they may not believe the same thing I believe, but I'm comfortable with seeing them, you know, as a me. And so, yeah, I think, you know, you, you bring a very good idea forward, right? If you are taking that and really applying it, is it just on Sundays or Saturday if you're a seven-day Adventist, right? Or uh, just on Friday if, you know, you follow the tenets of Islam and Friday is your holy day. Is it bigger than just that day because you're you're serving um, God in spirit and truth. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to agree with you on that now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I like or, or and just well, j just just for the record, you know, I'm not against the uh, uh, I don't want to mass or gatherings to you know worship or to. I think when, you know, like-minded people get together, I think there's a certain vibration. I think um, you can inspire each other. I think that um, you can push each other to be your best selves when you're like-minded and trying to achieve the same goal um, right. as if you were together worshiping, you know. But I, I think that notion, um, as we've talked about, of, hey, you know, almost like a, a kid when, when the parents aren't around, it's like, I can do whatever I want. I think sometimes we <laughs> apply that same thing to God and to, and to, you know, uh, church or, or, or worship. It's like, okay, on Sunday, I'm going to be good on Sunday. Come Monday. Um, I'm not in the church. So it, whatever goes on. <laughs> and so I think we kind of need to get out of that, you know, child, parent isn't around I can do what I want and, and nobody sees to you know the notion of hey you're not in the church you're at home but you know yeah God still sees almost like Santa Claus I feel like <laughs> or the 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 you know we're coming off the holiday break so I got still have uh Christmas songs in my head but you know that 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 naughty and nice and he sees what you're doing I, I kind of almost sure. feel like it's the the oversight of well hey if you said God is everywhere then he sees everything he's he's and I, I'm saying he, but really, you sure. know, I'll, I'll say non-binary. They, um, there you go. They, that. they see whatever, you know, he, she, they, whatever it, whatever you you subscribe to or, or believe that higher um, entity. But you know, there was one thing 
speaking of a higher entity that you said that, you know, really struck a nerve um, in a good way. Um, but, you know, recognizing that God is uh, bigger than religion. I feel like all religion is man-made, but kind of, yeah, like no matter what religion you are, there's still God above that. And if we could, everyone who has their certain modes of, of worship or religion could um, agree on that fact that while we have our uh, differences and nuances of how to maybe uh, gain enlightenment or be closer to God or whatever higher being that, you know, there is some good in, in as long as you're, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, practicing positivity. Um, in, in all of those uh, religions, you know, we might not all agree, but I think you have to realize the God that is there in in every aspect of life, including all religions. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I think I, I like that. And I think there are certain times um, in humanity where we see that collective consciousness occur. Right. It's not often. But we do see it, right? And I, and uh, me being a sports fan, right? So I can relate um, to most recently, like so. You know, there was a Buffalo Bills player um, that went to cardiac arrest. The exact details of how it happened is still you know, still being determined. Um, but there was such an outpouring across multiple faiths, across multiple teams, people who never met him, people who have met him, people who grew up with him, people who did it, um, regardless of the races, regardless of their religious purposes. I think at that moment um, and and in the, in the days uh, afterwards, there were people praying, um, meditating, concentration, you know, um, doing, doing the thing that they knew what to do for uh, his recovery. Um, and so it it gave, at least for me, right, this notion that there is still good in humanity, right? There is, regardless of what you may see on the news or regardless of what you may hear, uh, horrible incidents and horrible acts, there is still good in humanity that um, many will see that and say, wow, I hope he recovers. I'm praying to my individual um, or ubiquitous um, form that he recovers. Even though I don't, even though I haven't met him, even though I don't know his childhood, even though I don't know what he does at night, even though I don't know who his boyfriend, girlfriend, um, I don't know any of those things. But in this in this moment of time, I'm 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 praying for his recovery, and so, you know that 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 leads back to that notion that as we are on this spiritual journey and you know, again you can you can take the entire concept of the Aquarian age and really you know really dive into that about this concept of an age where um, all men you know will see visions and, and dream dreams and and I say men again, all men, women, but all all those who uh, subscribe to some kind of positive philosophy would have moments in time where they see the bigger picture, um, and I think that's what we are all working towards, or all are coming into the realization of, right? If you if you really subscribe to spiritual concepts, 
we're seeing it, right? We're seeing it not just in horrible incidents, but in some positive incidents, right? We're, we're constantly saying like, wow, okay. Um, people can be of different faiths and still get together for um, traditional or non-traditional holidays or still get together for family reunions and, and start seeing the bigger picture. Um, and so that's, you know, I, and how I, I tie that right back to Guinness idea of serving God in spirit and in truth. So maybe my subjective way of thinking may be different than your subjective way of thinking. So our spirit, you know, big parent, uh, big uh, quotation marks may be different because your spirit, your deity may look different than my spirit, my deity or my um, idea of who I praise, subscribe to, et cetera. But if our truths are similar, uplifting, uh, doing positive things, um, helping those in need, well, then we can still be on one accord or vice versa. Our truths may be different, <laughs> right? Right. Our truths could be different, you couldn't because even let me get that rebuttal out. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just joking. Yeah. But but that's but, what I was thinking. I, yeah. Oh, okay. so, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, your the spirit, it, it could be the thing that ties us together. Um, mm -hmm. But our truths are, you know, kind of how we perceive the world um, kind of makes it different. And so, you know, a vegetarian may you know back in I, I wonder you know back in those days um you know where they were sacrificing animals and you had a vegetarian or you know a uh whatever they called the the you know the the animal lovers of, of sure, the, sure. the bible times but you know their truth might have been like hey i don't want to sacrifice that's a living thing i don't want to you know whereas you know they may have been a little bit progressive and said, well, hey, I'm going to sacrifice my time. I'm going to sacrifice, you know, so I, I yeah, I think it, our, our truths kind of make us different in, in how we perceive the world and, um, you know, how we choose to act on certain things, such as what does sacrifice mean to you? Like, we may all agree that, hey, you know, you should sacrifice um, to, well, worship God in spirit and in truth, but what does that sacrifice look like? And it, I think that differs from person to person. Yeah, I, you know, again, I think as we have been talking, it certainly uh, has expanded the idea, right? So where they might have started from a simple Bible verse or a simple saying that you may have heard a minister or a pastor or a mother or father uh, or grandmother or grandfather say to you, it's taken on a new life. Um, where, as you said, taking this idea, if you apply it that way, I'm a spiritual individual, you're a spiritual individual, our spirits are united if you take this idea that all life is God or all life is spirit. But our truths may be different because you may subscribe to uh, Buddhism or uh, Islam or to Sufism, to Sufism or Sikh, Sikhism uh, or Jehovah's Witness or being a Hager um, or being a Christian. 
if I truly subscribe to serving God in spirit and in truth, then my truth doesn't outweigh my belief in a universal spirit. Right. And so totally agree with that. Right. It's that's what I said. I think it's 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 unique. And again, I hope our listeners, um, you know, can take it, take it upon themselves to probably uh, think on it and and define it for themselves. But what if that was a key message? Right. What if that was a key message that the prophet or the master Jesus was really trying to instill or open the Samaritan's eyes and say, listen, those who, you know, God is here and those who worship must, right? You know, again, must, again, it's very subjective, but must worship him in spirit and in truth. You can have your individual truths. That is totally up to you. But to truly believe that God is almighty, all-powerful, omnipresent, then it, again, I hate to say forces, but it forces you to almost say, is the spirit as important, if not more important, than what my truth, which may be subjective, right, is? And if that's really the case, wow, then this idea of spiritualism takes a whole different perspective, right? It's not spiritualism as another religion, but it's spiritualism as a concept of, hey, that that we are all one universal being manifested differently, looks differently, uh, smells differently, maybe in the morning versus night, right? <laughs> right? right? You know, said uh, um, they they act differently if somebody stepped on their toe or not, um, or if they're around their, their friends or not. Um, but we are constantly evolving because our truths are evolving, but our spirit is still the same. Did you just drop the mic? No. I want to give some more thought to that, though. It's like, so which one is more important? Yeah. And then we'll in what context are we looking? Yeah. It's like, a, in, in what context are we looking? It, it, I think you almost have to look at, are we looking at the individual? Are we looking at, at the whole of society? And I think the answer may differ depending on uh, how you're, you're looking at it and from what uh, perspective individual versus um you know a mass community i think the answer might differ but yeah that's something i want to get give some further thought to yeah i i I think that we may have to do another episode just on that aspect right is is the spirit in serving god or is the truth in serving god more important are they equal is it time sensitive? Is it group sensitive? Uh, as you said, right, people may worship individually, back to your you know, original statement, 
different than they may with amongst others, even if they're like-minded, right? True. So, and so they may, um, there's always, you know, there's this, there's a whole psychological concept of groupthink, right? And so when people, even they may have like minds, when they get together, their, um, their minds may shift to whatever the dominant individual of that group may uh, lean towards, even if that's not what in- individually they may believe. So again, I think there's, sounds like we got another episode brewing Stay on, tuned this, idea, right, on episode. this idea of, of, you know, what is more important or are they equal? Um, I, I certainly think that's what our next episode whether it's the next one or, you know, some guy on the line, because I think we can really dig into that yep. um, and really broaden the horizon around what is this God and spirit and truth thing? What, what, what else is there? So. Sounds hmm. good. Well, again, this is uh double H. Hope you thoroughly enjoyed uh, this episode. And for, our takeaway homework assignment Um, until the next podcast, I would ask our listeners to one, read that Bible verse again, you know, fourth chapter, John 24th verse and the context around that. But then ask yourself the same questions that we're asking ourselves. What are you doing to serve God in spirit, so in thought or in your, you know, individual way of thinking, but also in truth. And that truth could be your doctrine. That truth could be your rituals. That truth could be um, your behaviors, but, you know, certain actions that you can point to. Um, and, you know, share share that feedback with us, because as you heard, we're already we're already launched to the next episode. Right? We, we're already on the next episode. Uh, so we, we want to hear your feedback and try to incorporate that into the next version. Yep, definitely agree. Definitely agree. And uh, as we close out, you know, we want to again, thank you for listening uh, thanks in advance for your feedback. We know it's coming. <laughs> um, right. Look forward to it. And until next time, peace and love. KB out. All right. Double H out. We look forward to hearing from you. Please send your questions, comments, and suggestions via email to align to light at uhsca.org. That's A. L-I-N-E, the number two, L-I-G-H-T at U-H-S-C-A dot